Hello there, my name is Andrew. I am Jeff. And hey, it's Tcon. And welcome to the Game Sharks podcast. This is episode 82. Yes? Yes. Can we confirm sure. that? I didn't look. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, where we talk about our favorite thing in the world, video games. Um, this week we're talking about the Final Fantasy VII Remake Intermission, which is the Yuffie centered dlc that they released alongside intergrade uh what was it like last two months ago now was it that long i think so june yeah yeah it just took us all this long to play it um the three of us have played it derek also played it but decided he was a bum and not he's not going to show up so that is a bummer i guess but we do what we must um so before we get to that we're gonna do our Shark Bites, tentatively, uh, pending title. Uh, so, Jeff, why don't we, why don't we start with your, 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 you have, you said you have two things. I have two things, considering you both said you don't have anything, so I'm taking the liberty. <laughs> Maybe to I'll go think ahead. of something. I yeah. So the first thing I want to talk about is Pokemon Unite, which is the Pokemon MOBA that was released on Switch and will eventually be coming to, uh, the mobile platform as well. We all played, well, not Tikon, the four, myself, Andrew, Derek, Adam, and Hayden, who is Andrew's buddy, uh, all played together after the podcast last week. And it's pretty fun, surprisingly. It's pretty simple and straightforward, but definitely enjoyable. Uh, I have since played every single day since that week. (laughs) Uh, Damn, really? Which everyone else, I believe, hasn't touched it since then. Uh, I've played at least one match every day. I'm, like, logging in and doing, like, daily challenges and whatnot. Uh, So, yeah, I really enjoy it. It's a 5v5 mode. It's, like, a simplified League of Legends. You're basically dunking balls into goals. Um, There's definitely some balancing issues. Some Pokemon are much stronger than others. Although, I've been looking up tier lists just out of curiosity, and I haven't seen a single one that remotely resembles any other tier list I've seen. They're all, all over the place. No one can agree on who's the best character, which I guess is a good thing, which means they're somewhat balanced um there's balancing issues when it comes to uh the equivalent of in league of legends there's baron nasher like neutral big monster uh all the matches are 10 minutes long and zapdos spawns when there are two minutes left and what zapdos does is automatically give you 50 balls and then you can score them instantly when you get your opponent's goals so there are massive swings uh i was just playing a game and we were crushing the other team and all five of us were taking or attacking zapdos uh, an enemy Lucario walks up and like just happens to get the last hit. So everyone on his team got instantly got 50 balls and they beat us by like 400 points at the very end of the game. It's like, well, this is not balanced. So um, I, they definitely have some work to do on it. But as a whole, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Yeah, and there it's you can tell it's a little rough around the edges. Being you know, not, Nintendo didn't first party develop the game, but they it's definitely their first foot into the world that is MOBAs, uh, which, you know, I guess 10 years too late, but it's a start. But they, yeah, there's a lot of questionable choices with this one for the one thing that I think kind of gets glossed over, but is really questionable to me is the fact that the matches are timed to begin with, because most MOBAs are objective-based. The game ends when you complete the objective of killing the enemy base but in this it's point based so it's whoever scores more points in an allotted time frame but 
the other question I have with that is during the matches, the time the your the two team scores are hidden. You can't actually see the scores, which is like the weirdest thing. It's frustrating. And they're definitely like this is like a my first MOBA for sure. It has that vibe, uh, and I think part of it is to make it so that it seems more friendly to kids and younger people. You don't want to see this big old number at the beginning. It's like similar to Splatoon. Splatoon doesn't really tell you uh, like who's winning at any given moment, right? It's just yeah. like visual based on the colors on the map. You can tell, um, and you don't see until the end what percentage of the map. Yeah, is in your rank. occasionally during matches in Pokemon Unite, you'll get this little heads up on like message on the screen that'll says that'll say we're really falling behind or like we're really struggling and yeah, it's, it's like, like okay great but what does that mean exactly like exactly yeah. how far behind am i yeah, it, I it removes it removes some of the strategy from it because it's like i don't know exactly how many points i need to be able to win this uh so i guess i'll try my best yeah there's definitely uh like a meta or like a play style an overarching playstyle. So, like, when I first started playing League of Legends, I didn't know any of the characters. I didn't know where, like, what lane assignments I was supposed to go to. I didn't know there were lane assignments. I didn't know any of that stuff. Like, the finer details that, like, makes it an eSport. Um, and, like, that stuff definitely exists here, and I also don't know it here. Uh, and I don't know if I'll ever get to that point. Usually at the beginning of the game, uh, it will, like, spawn yellow arrows out of you pointing in a direction that, like, it will, the game thinks you should go. Um, and so, like, if everyone just follows the yellow arrows, everyone should go into, like, an area that's different than someone else, and it should all be pretty okay in the end, but, yeah, I don't know. I'm enjoying yeah. it so far. I think the it's two, the two, The two games that we played together, I think we found the most success just by grouping as four or five people and deathballing around the map, you know? Yeah, which is, like, once you get to a certain point, that does seem to be the best way to do it, because then you can just murder anyone that comes up to you. Yeah. Um, but yeah. If you guys ever want to hop in again, feel free. I've been I main Gardevoir with a secondary in Eldegoss. Nice. Looking forward to Blastoise coming out. Yeah, I mean getting Charizard outside out? of the Charizard, Charizard is, is one of the starters, yeah. But getting outside of the like, you know, pure MOBA mechanics of it, the like creativity of this game is is awesome and as a Pokemon fan because it, there's already what like 20 or so pokemon in there and the possibilities yeah, for like content drops in this game are endless like they could potentially even with more maps but just adding pokemon like i feel like every single pokemon that they add could introduce like a bunch of new stuff to the game yeah uh, uh, like they had already launched gardevoir gardevoir wasn't in when the game started she came out like within the first week and then there's already rumbles of Blastoise coming out in the next week or so, so it's yeah, it's they're already putting them out at a pretty steady pace. Yeah, cool. especially because there's like the the roster suffers a bit like Overwatch's did at the beginning of its life cycle, where there are like ten damage characters and then like three support characters. Yeah, three support characters, only one of them heals, so it's very off. I, yeah. I find myself a lot of the time being on a team of four attackers. Like, people have already locked in. I'm like, well, I guess I'm playing the only support in the game. Yeah. Because <laughs> everyone else lovely. is already attackers. Yeah. But it doesn't, it's not, at this point in my experience, it doesn't seem to matter that much. Yeah. It's just go in, have fun, do whatever. It's all simple. Everyone just has two abilities and an ult. Uh, yeah. Also, uh, it's but to win. That too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of mechanics that seem very essential and very helpful to you but you don't get until you either buy it with money or achieve it through leveling up yeah like jeff you were telling me 
today that there is a flash ability flash being uh, a summoner spell in league of legends that has that makes you instantly teleport a certain number of units in front of you with no cooldown and no well there's a cooldown but no yeah. uh starting animation so it's just instantaneous and there is something similar or equivalent to that in pokemon unite that is a held item which is another thing that exists in the game that you don't get until who knows how how you know late into the leveling process so yeah. it's like quintessential abilities are being locked from you by time and or money which sucks but also it's a kids game it is a kids game uh the the flash thing is called the jack button it has a 55 second cooldown but it's like it's one of those things like in league of legends flash is the most important ability in the game and i would say probably 95 percent of the champions take that ability um yeah so and like you don't unlock it until level 20 or Six. something in league of legends oh is it it's early that's right yeah um so yeah but in this game it's like okay i don't know when i'm gonna get this item if ever so people who have it are just clapping to me because i can't do anything about it. so yeah, yeah it's got it's annoying in that regard but i'll overall it's simple i know like with league of legends i can be like okay i want to play a game of league am i going to be in it for 15 minutes before my team surrenders or is it going to be a 50 minute slug fest uh whereas this it's like definitively 10 minutes i know i can play a game real quick yeah that is nice. oh really that's yep. not bad no uh, my other thing that I wanted to talk about, Tcon, I don't know how much you looked into this, but the Halo, the first Halo Infinite test flight happened this past weekend. Uh, did you watch any of the footage or like keep up with the buzz on what people are saying about it? No. So I've looked at like maybe 20 seconds of video because I kind of was hoping that I would get into the test and i didn't so i like no, none of us did i didn't want to spoil it for myself but i'm really curious i mean it's just multiplayer I, I don't know what there is to spoil but um everybody is very highly praising this and it's oh like guys Thank halo's God. fucking back in a way that it hasn't been since like halo 2 halo 3 even halo 2 because they're like I feel like a large majority of people loved Halo 3. We specifically love Halo 3 the most, but I feel like Halo 2 is widely regarded as the best Halo, and like everyone strives to be that, or to, mm -hmm. to for Halo to be that again. And everyone's saying, like, yeah, man, this feels incredible. It's Everything's so well thought out. And it's just like... It, 343 seems to be doing a lot of like real good guy decisions about like the way the Battle Pass works, where you buy a Battle Pass and you just have it forever. And yeah, you which can is have fantastic. multiple battle passes and you just choose which one to level up as you go, which already happens in Master Chief Collection, which mm -hmm. is really cool. You don't even have to buy those battle passes in Master Chief Collection. They're just no. like, oh, season rewards. Just choose where you want your points to go. Um and and stuff like that. Uh so yeah, dude, you need to look into some of the footage. There's some like new weapons that are really cool. Uh what's it called? The it's not a. It's not called the spiker because the spiker is already an existing gun. But like, imagine a Wait, spiker. I think I saw one that it it's was like, like it a spike that was like. It's a one-shot kill. It takes like five seconds. Think Spartan laser, like a brute. Yeah, it's like a Spartan laser. Yeah. It's so cool. Uh crap! I can't remember the name of it. Anyways, and then people using. Uh, so apparently the the grappling hook is a like a pickup item, kind of like over shields or like a bubble shield or something like oh. that. How how is that? I forgot about that, dude. People are like, it's incredible. You can pull people towards you. You can pull weapons towards you. You can like zip around the map like Spider Man. Uh, but it's like map. At least in the flight test, it was map specific. So only certain maps you could use the gra or the grappling hook would be there. Some of them would have these other like shield things. Um, 
so yeah uh i would say watch some of the stuff of people playing it because it's pretty incredible i have it i have it up right now uh yeah i really really am so incredibly excited for this game it's probably my most anticipated game for the rest of the year uh considering a lot of things got pushed out of this year but i think this could easily be the game that at least you myself and derek andrew if you end up getting into it like we all go and play every night constantly several times a week and just like it's gonna be an insane non-stop multiplayer extravaganza for us and i'm oh my my brother and cousins will be in on this too yeah and the crazy thing is the multiplayer is free so like we could get adam to try you get all these people who like wouldn't invest in halo to just buy it and a lot of people are cross play yeah cross play -play. and xbox yeah Um, so both my brothers will be able to play with us then yeah it's, uh oh i lost my train of thought what was i saying i forgot uh move on multiplayer every night yep oh um there are people who are saying like will this game like how is it going to pull people from apex or how is it going to pull people from fortnite or warzone or call of duty proper and it, i feel like it they all pale after yeah it's like it's its own thing you know yeah like Apex and Fortnite kind of share a similar space, but Halo's gameplay, while yes, they all share the same concept of first-person shooter, being the like arena slayer game and being free-to-play with battle passes and whatnot, I feel like there will be people who bounce with like we'll just add this into their rotation, or yeah. like you will get people who will full bounce off of one game to go to this permanently because of how polished and cool it is and how how sweet all of the armor upgrades look and all that stuff. I'm so excited. Yeah, and it's... If you think about it, you know, all of these games that that you listed, you know, Apex, Fortnite, the, like, Warzone, maybe, all of those games released in the last few years, and from what I can tell, for the most part, people just bounce around them. Where, uh, you know, and guess what hasn't come out in the last few years? A Halo game. A good Halo game. (laughs) That, too. So yeah. maybe you know the reason that they're not playing Halo is just because There's they don't no want to. Play. They don't want to play a twenty-year-old Halo game. That's absolutely fair. Halo Five was the last one. When was Halo Five? Twenty sixteen. I think it was, was while it? I was on my first deployment. It was twenty seventeen because maybe. When I lived, oh, okay. It was when I lived on the my third floor apartment, and I was nope. only there for one year. Twenty fifteen. Halo Five came out in twenty fifteen. Yep. Yeah, okay, yeah, because it was like it was like right before I deployed, I think, so I didn't get to play much. Not that I really played Halo 5 much at all. Yeah, no, it was fine. I have no recollection of like, I remember distinctly being in my college apartment playing Halo 4 the day that the election, 2012 election was. Um, But I can't remember where I was when I played Halo 5. That's how unmemorable it was. (laughs) Yeah, I don't really remember much of Halo 5 at all. It was the whole like thing with the spark lock, yeah. Like there's Master Chief in a cloak and the promos and that never happened. Yeah, it was not great. Can't wait to play it. Uh, but yeah, those are my two things. Excited for Halo. Pokemon Unite's pretty fun. T Gun, do you have a thing? Do you have a shark bite? No, no, I don't. Okay, well, mine is gonna be Halo One because this past week, gents, we all beat. Halo 1 on Legendary. Uh, Jeff and Tikon finished their one playthrough. Derek and I finished our half playthrough, finishing out all of the levels on Legendary. Uh, You've previously only beaten on Heroic. That's correct. 
Uh, well, first they started on normal, and then they moved up yeah, to heroic. Yeah, we moved to heroic then... after two levels, and then legendary after the first half, and then we went back and finished the rest of them. Uh, yeah. And uh, so now we only have four or five more campaigns to go until Halo Infinite comes out, right? Well, we also have to play yep. Halo Wars. Don't forget, because Halo uh, Wars 2 is connected. Isn't that yeah, Halo included? Wars 2 story is actually really important in in Infinite, apparently, because that introduces the... The Banished. Banished. Anyway. I don't care about the contents of the story. I care about playing the campaigns. Dude, Halo Wars is It's amazing. Oh, this God, is we... Jeff the and only I successful were really fucking game. good at that Dude, game. T- Tyler and Corey were, like, top-ranked players in that game. Yeah. Really. Yeah. So yeah, but anyway, the funny, I think the funny part about me bringing up Halo 1 is that now that I've beaten the Halo 1 campaign, I feel like I know things about Halo, and like I get the game a little more now, but my only frame of reference is the first Halo, and I know that the series, like, you know, takes monumental leaps from there. So listening to you talk about all of the stuff that there's going to be in Infinite just feels completely lost to me because I'm like, all I know is like there's elites and needlers, you know, and like the I, flood. yeah, yeah, the flood, like I yeah. know, I know very uh, little amounts. I know things just like drop well, in the pan with, with each subsequent Halo that we play more. And yeah, more, we'll more and more will come in. Yeah, well, I mean, but it's gonna have, free. it's gonna all get cut short when Infinite comes out because we're just gonna halt the breaks. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I can't not. Yeah, no, I'm already, I'm, I know I'm gonna be obsessed with Infinite. Solo Legendary, baby, that's my rule. I won't play the campaign with anyone until I beat it. Solo Legendary. That seems beat, pretty lame. That's, that's what I do. Every time Fine, a new well. Halo comes out, I beat on Solo Legendary. Okay. Well, Tcon, Derek, and I will play with someone else. It's a very prideful <laughs> thing for me. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. So, uh, yay Halo. Yay Halo. Um, but so that brings us to amazing. the main topic of the episode, which is the Final Fantasy VII Remake Intermission. Uh, right, it is about a five-hour DLC uh, short story adventure you play as yuffie who is an optional party member in the first final fantasy 7 um so guys what do you think uh fort condor is one of the best <laughs> in-game side games of all time uh, i played it like once that was it because i'm gonna oh! try and get through the campaign T-Con, get out uh, that's fair. well he did try to rush to beat it today so he could talk about it so yeah. i respect that fine and i did um, overall, it was it was a nice, pleasant, fun experience. Relearning how to play the game stunk. I wish I <laughs> oh, yeah, played I was... all of Seven Remake or Intergrade, which is the upgraded version of Seven Remake, before getting into this. But I have too many games to play. I'm stressing yeah, about how many games I'm currently actually I playing. I died a lot at first. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, Especially so... like because the, the first wolf enemies are like really hard. Yeah, each they're like not even touching you, and you they're just doing like eight hundred damage. Like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah, so it took me a while to relearn how the game worked, but once I did that and really deciphered how Yuffie wants to play, which is entirely different than any of the other characters in the original game, which is yeah. so cool, and it makes me so excited for Sid and Vincent and Catchy and all the other yeah, characters that and the uh, potential additional party members. Well, you think like we're gonna get new new people? I think it's possible. 
Maybe some I of the characters. So. Maybe like Roche from Seven Remake. Or oh, playing Zach. Or Zach. Did you know Zach that was, was a like thing? Anyways, we're getting there. We're, we'll get there. Um, right now yeah. we have Tikan. This is the part of the episode where we talk about the actual gameplay and the game we that we played. We talk about the first the, four yes, hours yes. and fifty-five the, minutes. The big, the, the la- big brain, always sunny <laughs> meme. Uh, you know, conspiracy theory comes later. We'll spend yes, a half yes. hour talking about the last five minutes of the DLC later. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, overall, I really, really enjoyed it. Like I said, I wish I played it fresh off of playing the full proper game, but it didn't. I didn't. So yeah, it is what it is. Or at least like restarted the beginning of the game first. Yeah, learn into, into it to relearn mechanics. Yeah, because it was rough yeah well Tikon, you've played it within the last 24 hours in in its entirety so you know what are your fresh thoughts i played this like a month ago oh god i loved it, it yeah was so good mm-hmm. yeah i forgot how like just pretty that game is and then now playing on my ps5 and new tv i was just like so good mm-hmm. yeah it was amazing um by the the turtle thing that's what i like fixated on right away Oh, I didn't play, finding I didn't, the, the happy turtle posters? Yeah, I didn't play Fort Condor. I was like, no, no, no. I gotta go on a treasure hunt. Andrew, that look made me think that you didn't do that side quest. I, not only did I not do it, I didn't even remember that it existed. Until oh, I yeah, no. I, as soon as it started, happy I was turtle like, song. I gotta find all of these. And I did. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> um, I agree, though. I definitely... Uh, I enjoyed it. I think I... I also took a little bit to relearn, but once you did relearn and once you learn how Yuffie plays, it's, I think, more fun than any of the characters were in Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, just because she's, like, so frenetic, so high energy, you can, like, constantly be throwing her shuriken at the enemies and then, like, dashing to the shuriken or retracting it to you. And the combination attacks with Sonon were really cool. So Sonon is an original character for this game. Um, I thought he was fine. You know, he kind of just existed yeah. to be another playable character, but yeah, also like his... give some sort more, some like more backstory surrounding Yuffie's ideals. So he wasn't even a playable character. He, yeah, he that's, just yeah, like, that's he, just he, he like so like you only control Yuffie, and then you can like input side commands for Sonon to do. Yeah, I liked the whole synergy thing where you could do the synergized attacks. That was a cool addition. Yeah, they did. Uh, the producer of Remake Part Two did an interview and said those will be back. Oh, they that's awesome! Yeah, cool. I just want Barrett yeah, I... to throw Cloud at things. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, you said Yuffie felt the best out of any of the characters, and I'm going through all the characters in my head, and I'm like, man, they all felt so good. Each one felt even Aerith? good. See, I was thought I liked Aerith more than Barrett. I thought Barrett was like the simplest because you just held down the button to shoot your gun. And oh, then... Barrett yeah, was I wasn't simple. a big fan of Barrett. Cloud I was liked, my favorite. I liked Aerith because you were weaving in ranged attacks and then dodging and then putting down your spell circle to double cast spells and stuff. I thought she was really fun. Tifa just felt like a fighting game character. Yeah. It was awesome. I could never get her. I could never wrap my head around Aerith's playstyle, but I liked oh, Cloud I love... and Tifa for sure. Yeah. But Yuffie is like something after I like learned the how the basics work something clicked for me where i was just ripping enemies to shreds and then once i started incorporating the synergized attacks and the specials in there that's when it got really really fun uh especially like because the some of the attacks were just super cool like the cyclone one 
was I think my go-to where I would just constantly like spam that move. Mm. Um, and then uh, I think I got to a point like I was just tearing shit up and it, this happens to me with every Final Fantasy game for some reason but I got to a point where I just like okay I can't beat this this boss anymore I think it ended up being the final boss um, yeah I just got to him and I, I tried him a couple times and then after like a certain point in the fight I was like I don't understand how to like actually beat this so I just turned Wait, it down to easy uh, Nero? Nero? Yeah, yeah yeah I didn't even die on that did you play on normal? Himself. yeah Oh, I think I do well, him once. I'm bad at video games, so. Uh, did yeah. either of you try to fight Ramu in the VR headset? No. Yeah, that one time, and he just bent me over. I was like, "Yeah, no, I'll come yeah, back so, to this because this so is I, awful." <laughs> like, I tried to do it when you first came. He absolutely saw it. You don't even yeah, so did I. Yet. Uh, and then I went back to it and did it like towards the end, and it did one of the things that I hate the most that a video game can do. I did the final blow to him and like depleted his health bar and then he did like some super mega attack that killed me and i got a game over i hate that mechanic <laughs> more than anything where it's like you did it you Hard did the thing and the game's like yeah but you're dead mm-hmm. so and it's like so you have to like no right before you have your last hit you have to heal up to full hp and it's like this is the only way to know that that is there is for that to happen to you once and it's once. just bullshit and i hate it more than anything uh yeah. so that happened to me and i was like i'm not doing that again <laughs> Fuck yeah this. i never even attempted that boss yeah. yeah no i attempted it and then when i completely got destroyed and did like no damage to it and yeah no i don't want to do this anymore yeah um so i want to talk about fort condor for a second <laughs> uh you mean for a, a 10 minutes yeah uh so the basic premise so like Final Fantasy X has Blitzball. Uh, Final Fantasy IX has Tetra Master or whatever that card game is. So every a lot of Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy VIII has Triple Triad. Yes, they have like these side games that like you collect things for outside of or like in the greater world of each Final Fantasy, and then you bring them and you play this game. This one had a game called Fort Condor. Fort Condor being a place in traditional Final Fantasy VII that is a tower with a a condor sitting on top. Uh, with like an egg that it's protecting, but there's a huge materia growing up there. So Shinra is sending sh- soldiers to come kill the condor and take the materia at the top of this tower. And uh, oh, basically, hurts. the people in the tower hire Cloud to like run their army, and like it's like a tower defense game. Uh, so they, I don't know what they're gonna do. I didn't assuming- realize there was an entire. St- story to that yeah no so where'd you learn all that it's, it's in, in the, final it's fantasy in, yeah. 7 oh that's what i'm saying like all this of is, that yeah. is in it's a place in final fantasy yeah 7, you like physically then, oh, like go the there original game yeah. yes uh, uh that's why i have no idea so then in the remake they just i don't, I don't know if that actual fort condor is going to exist or like this is what they just turned it into but it's this game and it's like a tabletop game and it's similar to how it was in traditional seven where you're placing units on a board but it's kind of like a mini moba where you have a, a main tower and then two side towers and the towers attack and do damage and there's condor sitting on top which is fun and like you have units there's a rock paper scissors mechanic between green blue and red units they each have a different cost and you have like a mana bar at the top that's going and one like you use a certain amount or like you play a unit that costs a certain amount, it drops down and it keeps going up. Kind of like different. Clash Royale. 
Yeah, exactly like Clash Royale. There are different boards which give you different statistics and like you get one-time use abilities and stuff like that. So it's really fun. So you run around, you collect different units in the overworld, new boards and whatnot, uh, and you run around and you play the game with a lot of the characters that you met in uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, the Mm non-DLC. So you play against Jesse, you play against Roche, you play against... uh, Johnny, you play against Johnny, you play against Wedge, and then the final boss is Chadley. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, is it really? Yeah. Yeah. I never, I didn't beat Chadley. I did. I went back and I like because I lost. I try. I tried a lot. Yeah, I lost to him like two or three times, and I'm like, I gotta go get some new pieces. So I like run around, I like got some pieces and stuff, and I came back and and made like a, a squad that could beat him yeah. and it was one of those things where it's like i took one tower and then i put all of my focus on defense because he's the one that has like the seven cost helicopter but he also has the board that has the fastest energy regeneration and stuff mm-hmm. yeah he's he's just like overpowered uh but it's yeah. such a fun game and i really really hope that they incorporate it into remake part two because Having it be in a five-hour DLC, it's cool, but, like, it's only limited. You can only get so many pieces, and, like, it's all super condensed. Like, you could just hop from person to person to person because all the people you'd play it against is in the Sector 7 slums. So if all of these people were spread across the map of 7 Remake and you were slowly collecting pieces and there were just more pieces and stuff, it would be such a cool side game to have in in the rest of these games, you know? Yeah, I hope that they, if even if they don't do Fort Condor, I hope they do something similar. Maybe, maybe in the Gold Saucer, because uh, yeah. like that is an area that is theoretically going to be included in Remake Part Two. Theoretically, yeah, we have no idea. Yeah, exactly we don't. Is, we don't know the scope of it. It's not too far off. Yeah, but yeah, I spent a lot of time playing Fort Condor even before I could move on to uh, like the second and third levels uh of play against like the the higher level players i was playing against like people i'd already beaten just to like to like get better and just play again because i'm like this is awesome like it was just such a i I gotta go back and play (laughs) dude it's just such a fun strategy game you know and it's like how can i how can i win better um so i definitely hope that they that they go back to it um so I guess we should talk about the the actual story part of this, which is it, 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 like for the most part almost irrelevant. Like it basically, yeah. I, this is very much intermission is the right title for this because it serves as a an insert for Yuffie into the main like party in a way. Like she in this game she doesn't actually interact with the main cast, but it like. You like this is what they're setting it up for, like because in the original Final Fantasy VII, Yuffie was optional, and it, the way to get her was just to find her in a random encounter in the field. So like, like there was literally zero explanation as to why Yuffie was even there in the first place, and then like the reason she joins you is pretty uh, ambiguous as well. You basically just have her answer a series of, or you answer a series of questions from her. And yeah. then she just decides Perhaps to join like you. Strategically shit talk her yeah. into joining your party. Yeah, it's, it's wild. So this is so this is is like them saying, okay, Yuffie is a real character. She's doing these things, and this is why she is joining the party. So the the reason that you're playing as Yuffie in this game is because she has traveled to Midgar to join Avalanche or work with Avalanche, and 
you, that is technically what you're doing in this game because the characters that you interact with are like all original characters that exist as like a different branch of Avalanche or a different like base of operations that aren't the main party uh, from from Seven Remake. Yeah, it really it reinforces because in Final Fantasy Seven, um, as far as you know, Barrett and his guys are are Avalanche. Yeah. But in Seven Remake, That's Avalanche is a bigger organization uh and it appears that barrett and his guys are kind of like defects they're like extremists to the extremists yeah like the like squad think, zero yeah um so it really emphasizes the bad that batch with, if you will with uh yuffie doing stuff with the actual uh like main branch of avalanche yeah and like you hear them talking about barrett's group and like doing crazy things that they don't agree with and then yuffie the whole time is like oh maybe i should be working with those guys mm. which is really cool yeah because um, yuffie the yuffie as a character in this they kind of revamped her personality uh and i i really like that the direction they took her even though i physically can't stand listening to her speak um i mean but, she was that way in the original She's yeah but now that like now that there's obnoxious. a voice to it it like now that i can physically hear it I like don't want it, but I love the the choice for the character. Yeah. Um, she's like very in your face, very like sure of herself, but also has insecurity about being seen as a child. Even, uh, though, she is a child. even though she is a child, so she like very she very much wants people to you know view her as an adult, uh, even though she's like running around in in a in pajamas basically. Uh, Unbuttoned jean shorts. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, she's kind of giving sass to everybody in the game as you meet them, uh, and so her, she, so she and Sonon, who is the other like Wu Taiyan, uh, who meets up with her and is part of that avalanche group, uh, they basically are on a mission to what is it to to like find the secret materia from yeah, the ultimate from Shinra, materia. the ultimate yeah. materia, because again, like, it's an actual thing in traditional final fantasy 7 like they talk about the ultimate ultimate materia and it's like this one super mega materia yeah uh so it all again ties back to the original yeah so they uh they then through a bunch of means travel to shinra uh and kind of go through the shinra building and and almost uncover like a secret subplot of shinra you know nefarity where there's like this underground division they they interact a lot with um deep I don't ground. Deep no ground. wait is that a real that's thing that's what it's called oh, okay yeah. that's right yeah, no i was ground. trying to think of the woman scarlet yeah yeah her i don't i didn't yeah i didn't remember her name but so they interact a lot with her and she's kind of like the main antagonist of this whole thing uh and so they kind of just fight a bunch of shinra baddies and then and then they bring in uh, Nero, who Nero. we mentioned, who's the final boss, and then yeah, like who the hell is Nero and this... Wheat and Weiss? Weiss, Weiss. yeah, Weiss. Yeah, they who are, the hell are they? they are from Dirge of Cerberus. Let me I... tell you about a video game called Final Fantasy VII: Dirge of Cerberus for the PlayStation Two, which is a third-person shooter game where you play as Vincent Valentine, former Turk turned weird, not vampire vampire, taking on the big boogeyman of Shinra. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking dumb and crazy. <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, if, so they're from this. Like, it would. I would 100% believe you if you told me that Vincent taking on the big boogeyman of Shinra is actually the tagline like for the that phrase. game. Yeah. <laughs> um. 
So yeah. Wait, who was the big boogeyman? Weiss was like the main bad guy. Yeah. I, and I think Nero was in that game as well. I never played Zerger Servers, but I did do some looking into it. Um, yeah. So basically, they are the leaders of, or Weiss is the leader of Deep Ground, which is this organization that's like. It's like a secondary organization within Shinra, and they just deal with like crazy stuff. Basically, is the extent of it. I don't know. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Yeah, I don't know how to explain it, but like not knowing anything about it and fighting this dude who's like in these bondage wraps with all this crazy spiky hair and whatnot. It's just and like all this like dark energy flowing around when you're fighting him. Yeah, and, and like the fucking wings. You must be like, oh, what yeah. is going on? And he's like, and yeah, Nero I, is like I all. Had no idea what was happening. He's got all these like straps on him. Uh, here we go. Deep Ground is the top secret military organization created by Shinra, headed headed from the secretive Mako Reactor Zero beneath the Shinra headquarters. Oh my god. Um, Deep Ground was originally a medical division for wounded soldier members. They are the main antagonist in Dirge of Cerberus. And so, yep. and so, they are also the main antagonist of of remake intermission. Uh, yes. Well, they don't come until like the last hour. Yeah, so. but like the entire game up to that point is is leading up to it. You yeah. Because they're that is the you know opposing force stopping Yuffie from acquiring the quote unquote ultimate materia. Yeah. So, I don't actually remember. Do does the ultimate materia exist? Slash, do we obtain something along those lines? Does she find it? I don't remember. Um, she doesn't get anything. No, apparently, like I think at the end of it, they're like, "Oh, they're still making it." I think is what the right. final. So, like, she doesn't get anything. Um, but I guess we can start to kind of focus towards the end of, yeah like, so and like yeah so she runs happens. into weiss and nero and nero is kind of like this like insatiable bad guy who just wants to kill things uh but he has like like you like you like mentioned jeff he has like this weird dark aura around him that also is like causes affliction to people that's and... like what it was it was dark energy i think like because if you assess yeah. him it talks about dark energy so you fight him uh and he i don't think you kill him but he, uh, Sonon ends up sacrificing himself to save Yuffie, and Yuffie. I saw that coming too. Oh yeah, I yeah. mean from a mile away, like as soon yeah. as she was like, "I'm not your sister. Stop calling me your sister," because the whole shtick is Sonon's sister died, and now he sees Yuffie as a sister, and then it's like uh, he like wasn't able to save his sister, so it's like of course he's gonna die to save Yuffie. <laughs> like, yeah, this a classic trope. Yeah, yeah. and so eventually. Yuffie, so Yuffie like escapes Shinra and then just makes her way away from Midgar. You know she's oh, just... you're missing a very important thing when she escapes from Shinra, where she sees plate, she's a plate seven, plate, yeah, fall. Oh yeah, from above. Listen, I played the game a month and a half ago. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. But she... still, I feel like yeah, that was crazy. Also, it, it it would appear that Nero like absorbed Sonon and so, so I would not be surprised if we I swear his Sonon eyes again. opened back up. Oh yeah, so like I'm I'm watching it right now. There's a shot of like doors closing and he's like absorbed by this darkness and he's just looking at Yuffie. That's the last time we see him. Um, no, but then he it oh. goes in and he like he he like goes like this and he's oh, like yeah, he Melfi and he collapses and then um 
Nero, like you see the dark energy, like pull him up. And as he pulls him up, I swear his eyes open back up. Yeah, we will definitely see like a weird demon puppet uh, yeah. sewn on again, like 100%. Mm. Um, but yeah, Yuffie watches the plate fall and crush Sector 7. And this is like a big awakening for her, it would seem like. Because like, this is the first time we see her be serious the whole time. And she like yeah. falls to her knees and just watches this fiery explosion. Um, and it's like, it's like a maturing moment for her, it seems. Um, because at like, first, when they were talking about dropping a plate, I'm pretty sure she thought of like a dinner plate. Yeah, she didn't understand. What, what does that mean? What does that matter? And then right. yeah, you realize that it. Because like... you definitely get the vibe that she's very naive throughout the entire game. Yes. Um, and then yeah, then it cuts to her. Uh, outside of Midgar, she's on a chocobo. I think she's laying on her back or something. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, no, she's not. I'm making that up. Uh, so yeah, no, she, she ends up like oh, she ends up on her back, back and laying on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and know, then she's just talking about like ago. she's talking about oh, I'm gonna find people to join Team Yuffie to take down Shinra. Uh, and it's like okay, this is perfectly leading up to cloud and the gang meeting yuffie and why in seven we like why yuffie is the way she is when she meets them and she's like cocky and crazy and weird like oh it makes sense now and that's why seven remake is so incredible is because it takes these characters who didn't get too much depth and exploration uh from original seven and just expand them into these fully fleshed out like real characters like you feel like they're real people um and it's pretty amazing yeah um so yeah i'm excited to see it's like perfectly set up for her to run into cloud and the gang later on oh yeah yeah this really uh, it reignited my fire for this game (laughs) yeah i mean it it makes me care about the final fantasy 7 world and characters in a way that the original didn't and you know for the past two years i've been so maybe downtrodden on the original final fantasy 7 just because like I'm not I wasn't playing it as a kid. I couldn't fill in the gaps by myself because I was taking it at face value. But now that remake exists, it is it is filling in the gaps for me uh and presenting it in a way that is much, you know, more beautiful and and fun to look at and experience than the 1996 version. Um yeah, I'm this game had me ex- super excited for the future of the series but then the craziest thing (laughs) yeah so this isn't even the end of it so yeah i assumed like okay that's the end of it the credits like start a little bit and okay this is the end and then it all i was like yeah that's a fun good experience what a good five hours and then i like that real oh yeah then then it like then we get i don't even think this is where it gets really real but like first we get a shot uh, like a a little scene of the main cast you know, Cloud, Barrett, Aerith, and Tifa, and Red Thirteen are walking along the road, and they are like it. This like them. directly leads up to where we can assume that Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two is going to take place, yeah, which so is there's... that they are walking up to Calm. Yes. Yeah, so there are several different scenes here. The first one is just them walking. You can see Midgar in the background still. They're just walking on the dirt road. They're talking about how, like, yep, we're going to calm. We're going to do a lot of... It's going to take us a while to get there. Uh, and, then, like, I've heard a lot of comparisons to Lord of the Rings and Return of the King, where it's just, like, 
a lot of false endings where it's like, oh, that's the end, and it fades to black, and then it comes back, and there's another scene, and you're like, oh, and then it fades to white, and you're like, okay, now it's over, and then there's another scene, and you're like, oh my god, <laughs> and it's like kept going. So the first scene is them just walking, uh, and eventually Barrett's like, oh, let's smell that fresh air. He takes a big breath. It's like, let's get a little bit farther away from Midgar <laughs> first, uh, which was like a really funny scene, and then it cuts like it pans up, you see a bird, and then it fades to black, and it comes back in, and it's the same group. It's Cloud and the gang again. You're like, what is happening? Why are we seeing more about this? And Tifa is on, they're on the side of the road and Tifa is teaching Aerith how to hitchhike. Yeah. It's horrible. <laughs> and I love that they're friends because in the original, yeah. they only ever seemed like, like they never got super connected. They always seemed like a little bit of rivals, but this is like they're friends, but also have that rivalry of being into Cloud. Yeah. And, and this is the first time that we've seen the the group of them uh, in this, in this presentation that, they are not in like a time peril. of yeah of peril or confrontation. They are just like, this is the first time that they have become friends and become acquainted with each other. Uh, that they are not facing some impending danger, and they're just yeah. allowed to be themselves. And it's so fun because the only other time that the full group is together is when you're in the Shinra building. Yeah, and, uh, and so, everybody's yeah. like running around killing shit. Yeah. Uh, so they flag down a car. It's Chocobo Bill. Yeah. Which is, which is incredible. He's a uh, he's a character from Original Seven uh, who runs the Chocobo Farm, which is the place you go to after Calm. Um. So then they hitch a ride with Chocobo. They hitch a ride with Chocobo Bill. Uh. And then we get another scene. Faces Black fades back in. Uh. Looks like Chocobo Bill, Bill dropped him off at a fork in the road. Right is I'm assuming going to his Chocobo Farm. Left. You can see the village of Calm. There's like a thunderstorm oh, starting. Uh, yeah, it's like a town. It's a small. It's not like there's no other like big cities like Midgard. We're not gonna see anything like that again. They're all gonna be like smaller towns. What about Junon? Junon is a military base built on top of a, like a shanty town. Uh, okay. Wait, where are the Wutaians from then? Wutai. Wutai. That's like a country. That like a. Oh, it's okay. like a very Japanese-inspired country uh, yeah. on the other side of the the planet. Uh, so it'll take a long time. But, like we, I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't see Wu Tai in part two, but who knows? Um, so, anyways, they're oh, walking up. To to yeah, there's like a whole side mission in Wu Tai. Actually, I think Wu Tai isn't required. There's like a side mission there if you get Yuffie. She steals all your materia and leaves the party, and you have That's to right. go chase her down. It's pretty crazy. So, anyways, there's this fork in the road. Uh, it starts raining, and Eris like, "Oh man, wish we had a roof over our head." And then she's. Uh, Cloud asks if she's okay. She's like, oh, my stomach's in knots. Like, she's like, something seems weird to her. And Barrett's like, oh, you're just hungry. Let's go. And then they walk to, to, towards Calm. Okay. Yep. And I was like, okay, that's gotta be it. They wouldn't go Wait, into no, Calm. no. Before we, before we move on, I could have sworn they said something about, like, they specifically dropped the line where Cloud, they asked Cloud to explain what happened. Because I believe your hypothesis, Jeff, was that we are going to start Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two in the Nibelheim flashback. Yes. Uh, so I don't recall seeing a line like that. At least not in this last one. Maybe it was. Yeah, I might have been. I might be making that up. No, yeah. they don't ask him what happened. Yeah. The only thing Barrett asks him directly is, "You do a lot of walking in your day." Done a lot of walking in your day. Got him. And that he yeah. should be used to it. And wait, where was Nibelheim again? That was. Nibelheim is Nibelheim where Cloud's is from. Cloud's, yeah, okay, that, yeah, yeah, and that's Cloud where and Tifa are from. 
Yeah, that and that's where like the incident happened, and if like you don't know what the incident is, you need to play Final Fantasy VII, Tcon. It's very it. important to all of this. <laughs> or we can watch a. Or at least video look together. up a story video. Yeah. Yeah, I'll watch a thing with you. Right. Um, then this is where it okay. got interesting. Yeah. So hang on, before we talk about this, I want to like, like, the, the Nibelheim incident. So it's right, like, right, right, right. It's like the most icon, one of the most iconic parts of um, Final Fantasy VII. Like, I remember watching that four-hour video of those guys like deep diving into the game, and it was like yeah. a tier list of like conspiracy theories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So in in traditional Final Fantasy VII, you go to Calm and you go into an inn, and Cloud's like they're like Cloud, what is your story? Because they don't really know anything about him, so he starts to tell the story of well, this at this point they're hunting Sephiroth. So they're like, "What's your deal with Sephiroth?" So he tells his story of Sephiroth, how he knows Sephiroth, what why Sephiroth went crazy, and you know that iconic image, and like you can even tell it in the victory screen of Super Smash Brothers Ultimate for Sephiroth, where he's like walking into the flames. Does that ring a bell for you at all, Tcon? Sephiroth like walking away into flames. Yeah. No that's what this is from it's like it's basically the story of how sephiroth went crazy um and so yeah i think what's gonna happen which is gonna be incredible is when cloud's recounting the story it starts and you're in the back of a truck and it's cloud and sephiroth and there's like other random senior shinra soldiers and with you and you're driving a truck in like this a rainy time or a rainy day and you're going towards nibelheim and you get out and you fight this dragon and Cloud like can't hurt the dragon whatsoever. And Sephiroth like Sephiroth's with you, but you can't control him. And he just like one shots the dragon. And I'm I think the game is going to cold open during the Nibelheim incident flashback, which is gonna be incredible. Cause like people like you are gonna be like, I have no idea what's going on. What is this? <laughs> Why is Cloud with Sephiroth? What is happening? What is this? And then it'll cut back to Cloud in the in in column, telling them the story about like, hey, this is what happened. So, yeah, I I'm incredible. Well, that excited. would be pretty insane. But then my question to you, Jeff, is okay. where does Zach Fair play into this? Because our the next scene that we get after yeah. <laughs> after we see the main party walking towards Calm, back to Midgar, pan down over the church that Aerith was staying in. Zach fucking Fair is Zach on Fair. the steps. He's like hyping himself up to fucking so... talk to Aerith again. Such a charming good moment. Like, oh man, imagine being a boyfriend, like an army boyfriend who hasn't seen their significant other in uh, way too long, but also can't communicate with them. You're like, yeah. how the fuck am I going to talk to this girl? I haven't seen her in years. Uh, and so he's just like pacing back and forth, practicing what he's going to say. It's so... Oh, I love it. It's so good. Yeah, and um, then he opens the doors to the, to the church, and, goes, and, Aerith, and Aerith is not there. Well, there's just there's like a, a but, but of... however, there is are refugees. There? That's that's is a good she... question. We don't know, but there okay. are refugees in the church. Yeah, are they refugees? So I don't know. So here's my theory: is that at the, at the very least, this is post plate collapse. I don't know. So what we see, the yeah. facts, we see people, <laughs> children, adults, crying, weeping. Everyone here is sad. Look like upset about something there's a shot of zach and it's like pulling back of him in the door and out of focus you can see 
Eris flower bed, but like the flowers are kind of like wilting and dying. They're not like fully bloomed anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's just cuts to Zach's face. He hasn't been there in a while. The detail in his pores. <gasps> the the blue green of his Mako eyes. The unstraightness of his teeth. It's so good. And he's just like he's just stunned. His mouth is agape. And and it cuts to black. And he just goes, Aerith? And then that's it. Yeah. And yeah, this, I feel this like she's like thirty second scene makes so many questions. Yeah. So like because so not only doing... because it like further confirms that they're doing something with Zach. Yes, which absolutely. was like Zach is going to be important. It was a fun teaser at the end of of remake part one with the with the dog chip bag or whatever. But this like straight up confirms like Zach is a major player here. There's like originally in some fashion. He yes. dies. Correct. And Cloud like gets all his like memories or whatever and becomes like the yeah. soldier or whatever, right? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. He thinks he's he lived Zach's life. That's why yeah. Zach gives him the sword. So he's does that mean that the, the incident outfit. that was Zach and not Cloud? So in the actual Nibelheim incident, Ding. it is Cloud Cloud is one of the basic soldiers in the van with you. So he's like that's why he has some memory of it, because he was there, but he's just putting himself in Zach's shoes for the whole thing. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and that's why Tifa's so confused. She's like, I don't remember this happening like this, but like, maybe I'm misremembering it, uh, which is a, a very interesting thing about that. I hope they flesh out more here. But again, everything's subject to change because they killed Destiny at the end of Seven <laughs> Remake. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's like, why is he saying Aerith? Is it because she's not there? Is it because he she is there and he's like confused as to what he sees? Is she dead? Are all those mm-hmm. people there because they're mourning the loss of Aerith? Are they refugees from the plate falling? That wouldn't line up timeline wise for the plate to have fallen. Wait, because, the loss of because... Aerith? Are you saying like when she dies at the end of Seven? Oh, that's not at the end, by the way. That's like a third of the oh. way through the game. Two thirds. Maybe like maybe half. Oh God, it's that um, early? Yeah, it's really early. Um, I'm not. But prepared. like the timeline wouldn't prepared. make sense because Cloud... because Zach sees them defeat Destiny. He sees the whispers go away. Yeah, but that is that event is is removed transcendent from, from time. And... Exactly. Gotcha. So like everyone saw that, uh, no matter when you were. Sure. Um, big brain. Oh my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so. The timeline would be if if Zack survived, he would have gone to Midgar with Cloud, right? Yeah. And then, so Cloud's there for like a few weeks to a month before he runs into uh, Avalanche and starts doing stuff with them. And presumably, Zack would have went straight to uh, to the church. He maybe like would have dropped Cloud off somewhere and then yeah. went to the church. So the timeline. It doesn't line up for like the plate to have dropped, and that's why those yeah, people are sad. I can you see know? that, but I can see them also fiddling with the timeline of things a little bit. Yeah. So, then, if he did survive, that wouldn't be when Aerith died, then, right? No. Because that would have been later on. But what? But he's definitely in some sort of alternate timeline. Um, mm-hmm. because like he still has the Buster Sword, and Cloud still has the Buster Sword. Those, yeah. Like. You know, they're in some sort of weird alternate timeline situation. So, like, things could... The fact that he's alive means that, like, 
who knows what changed in that else changed in that timeline yeah like maybe it's something like, could have happened like where if Aaron that did die in the if timeline. that happens like what happened to cloud in that scenario does cloud like seek medical help because clearly he can't assume the identity of zach if zach is still alive and yeah. you know you proper treatment for his mako poisoning if he's not if he doesn't have the buster sword if he's not acting as a soldier he doesn't join avalanche you know so yeah. you can't claim he's an ex-soldier because he's he was just a guy yeah and so oh. it's and my question then is like if Aerith has this larger role in like the the awareness of the of the goings on of the world then what like does the Aerith in Zack's universe have some have the same awareness and does that affect where she is when Zack goes to meet her is Aerith similar to Sephiroth where like you presume there's only one Sephiroth yeah, does but this have like something to do does point. this have something to do with the ancients and like the yeah. ties to the to the the life stream? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There's there's no way for us to know. We can only speculate. Ancients? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Aerith is the last of the ancients. Oh yeah, so yeah, they, yeah, that, that's right. They showed a clip of it um I think when Red 13 was telling them about it. Yeah. Or am I thinking I of, about that? Yeah. We see stuff about... Someone talks about the ancients at some point. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Dude. It got, this last, for like, five minutes was so... insane. Like, I wasn't expecting it. I thought we were going to get that yeah. last shot of Yuffie and that was going to be the end of it, but, like, a large majority of our discussion already has just been about these last couple of cutscenes and <laughs> where it's leading the future of remake part two to be yeah and, and i think so that's excited that's why this game is so cool is because sure you know fleshing out yuffie's character fleshing out her connection with the party is cool and i will absolutely take it but at the end of the day if yuffie just joined the party with no explanation in seven remake i would have been fine with that too but yeah. the fact that they're using this as a medium to drip feed us with like teasers for the next game is just so exciting. It like yeah. really like, cause this is the game maybe more than any other game in the last few years that people have gone crazy theorizing about, but mm -hmm. the developers are leaning into it hard, you so know, hard. like all of this big brain galaxy brain stuff about, you know, the, the timelines and the, the Sephiroth and the advent children bullshit and the defeating destiny and all of that stuff. Like, that's plausible, which couldn't really be said about many other games. But they're so like in tune with this, and they're they're like they're leading us on in that direction. I think on purpose, and I'm so excited to see where they take it because like I just want to I just want a game where you, where you play as Zach. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we got a DLZ see where you're playing as Zach, or you're like you're playing a portion of one of the games as Zach, or like maybe the third part is. Zack, maybe Cloud dies instead of Aerith at, like, in the yeah. next game, and then Zack is just the new main character. Like, who knows? Yeah. Who Wait, you knows? think she's going to die in the next game? Who knows? They already And they already played with it, right? Because, it, you know, the only reason... Because Barrett died at the end of Final Fantasy VII Remake, and he came back because of the Whispers. Now that the yeah. Whispers are gone, any other party member could die. At any point. And Aerith could live. Like, Cloud could, like... Someone could tell, like, let Cloud know about what's going to happen... Uh, and then like he could do everything in his power to try to save Aerith, and then maybe he still doesn't. Maybe she has to die to save the planet or something. 
who knows? Like everything's up in the air. And it's so crazy. Like, you know, how people pop off about like Marvel and the connections in the MCU. Oh yeah. Uh, and I'm, and I'm other and, like, bought into all of that shit too. Yeah. This is like my Marvel universe. Just final fantasy seven alone. Yeah. I'm so excited and popping off on all these crazy speculations and like what they're doing. And like, Sephiroth being a Thanos level entity is insane to me, and I'm so excited for the future of this. I just hope that it's not over the next twenty years. I hope oh you get God, like, yeah. games that like in a two to three year increment. I mean, we're not getting it next. I uh, think I think remake part two comes out twenty twenty three at the latest. I hope so. Who knows? Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm. So incredibly excited! This deal. I mean, was they already have all the Game assets. Fantastic. It should be quicker, but yeah. they're they're jumping to a whole new generation of console too, so that could also throw true. A wrench in things. I don't know. Integrate exists. It's true. Integrate does yeah. exist. Yeah, I. Yeah. I'm cool. uh yeah super excited. Uh, I would also like to publicly state that I am no longer on Team Jesse because in the UFI DLC she's a total bitch. Yeah, she's really, really mean to you. I yeah. forgot what yeah. just happened at, when you meet her. So that was after the first bombing, and yeah, Cloud because yeah. this were on their way this to the takes place bombing? in between the the second, the first and second bombings. Okay, so this is like post Jesse being like, I screwed something up, uh, like that oh, explosion. Like yeah. she still thinks they don't know that Avalanche or uh, Shinra blew up their own reactor. Mm-hmm. Like, or yeah, that's so she whole... thinks that she. Yeah, she thinks she killed a bunch of people, so I can understand why she's a little bit on the cranky side. Right, but she's but just like, a straight-up bitch to to Yuffie. But Jesse, you're like, no one should have been on Team Jesse, anyways, because she's clearly just playing the field. Yeah. She's that way with everyone. So she's, no one should be on Team Jesse. She's still Did you guys try and go into the bar at all, too? Because, like, the... The yeah, you can't. The whispers Destiny you. and stuff is, yeah. It's so I cool. Thought that, I thought that was a pretty cool thing. Yeah. She was like, huh, weird. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Tifa, Great. ride or die. Oh, yeah, dude. Tifa's number one. We're a Tifa podcast. Welcome <laughs> to the game Tifa pot. The Tifa Sharks. Tifa Sharks? I like it. Because sharks have big Tifas. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, yeah, so I think that just about wraps up the uh, discussion about Final Fantasy VII yeah. Remake Intermission. I'm going to start like, researching this more. We could just have an entire stuff. conspiracy theory yeah. hour. What we're going to do is, you and I, we're going to hang out. We're going to watch a bunch of stuff. We'll watch... Uh, we need to watch Advent Children. Yeah, we'll guys, Advent I have uh, Advent Children on 4K Blu-ray, so... Yeah, we'll watch Advent Children. We'll watch like a video breaking down the entire story of Original 7. You can ask questions. I'll answer them. We'll even watch a video going over... Because uh, you need to know about Crisis Core. You need to know about Dirge of Cer- Well, you might not need to know about Dirge Cerberus, but... They kind of covered all core, their bases with this Crisis DLC. Core is super important now that Zack is a big pl- main character in this. So. And Advent Children might be really important now, too. Seems like it. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, we'll get together and we'll just have a Final Fantasy VII day. And all right, we'll yeah. have to do it after I get back from Well, yep. Jeff, now is your chance to... T- to show Tcon the facts because for trivia this week we are doing something a little special we're gonna play um actually which i believe i have told jeff about uh, you stole oh, from, uh, like, uh I, college humor correct okay so Tcon, you are familiar so i love this i love that show and i love this idea so i have attempted to incorporate it into video game trivia 
so the way this is going to work, for those who don't know, is that I am going to read a statement. All of these statements are related to Final Fantasy VII. Uh, and so the statement I'm going to read in some fashion is false. And it is up to Tcon and Jeff. This would have worked a lot better if Derek was here. Uh, to Really going to be up to Jeff. Cause... Yeah. I uh, expected if Jeff, if Derek was here, there might have been a little more competition. Uh, but we're, we're rolling with it, you know? Uh, so it is up to you guys to let me know what is wrong with the statement. You, in true nude f- nerd fashion, may interrupt me at any point. Uh, to correct me, uh, all answers must be preceded by the phrase "um actually," uh, and it's time to get really specific and pedantic and dickish to each other. Uh, it's gonna be a fun time. You guys ready? I'm excited. Do you guys oh. want to do like a? I have. Do you guys want to do like this buzzer? Do you think that'll help, or do you think no? We can just honor system it. I think we can just honor system. All right. Um, actually. So yeah. So the way this is gonna work, it's not gonna be like regular trivia. You so only one person can get a point for each given question, uh. So it'll be basically first person to, to like either raise their hand or or shout at me. Uh, it's kind of hard doing it over Discord, but we're gonna make it work. So you guys ready? Yes. All right. Number one. Unlike most JRPGs, Final Fantasy VII starts with your party members with some experience under their belt. Cloud starts the game at level 7, Barrett starts um, at level actually, 6. Actually, he starts at level 5. And the rest of the party's levels are determined via formula. Jeff, that's incorrect. It doesn't start at level 5? No. Are you positive? I Yes. Tikon, do you have a guess? Um, Actually, he starts at level 4. That is also incorrect. Yeah. You can't Google it, Jeff. Jeff, oh wait, we keep going. Yeah, I was just, I was gonna say, you guys can keep guessing. Uh, Starts at six. Uh, I, I mean, that. Um, actually, he starts at level six. No, Tikan, Tikan actually did say it. I know, I heard you, Tikan. Oh, okay. But we were, we were kind of all talking at the same time. But yes, Tikon, that is correct. Cloud starts. Ah, I I know he levels up in the first. He starts the game at level six and levels up in the first battle to seven. I knew he did that. Hmm. And then you can pick a potion up off the dead body. Yeah, that is true. All right, so one point for Tikon sneaking in there. That's the tricky part about this, and that's the thing that makes it fun is if you don't say I'm actually, people can swoop in. All right. So, question number two. Despite his unwavering reputation, we don't actually see Sephiroth until the Nibelheim flashback, and we don't meet the real Sephiroth until the party takes the cargo ship from Junon. Um, actually, you don't meet the real Sephiroth. You don't see the real Sephiroth's body until uh, you go to the Nibelheim reactor, and he's like in that Mako crystal. That's the first time you see the real physical form of Sephiroth. And that is fact. That. So. So I said meet Sephiroth. I was thinking you don't meet the real Sephiroth until the final boss. Because. I mean. You see his physical body for the first time. um, in Actually, what is. When you meet him as the final no, boss. No, Tikan, if, I, if I've explained it to you, then obviously that doesn't work. Um, that is the first time you see Sephiroth's physical body, and Clouds hands him the, the black materia. 
Really? Yeah. yeah. That's even when he hands him the black materia. That's not a clone. That is his physical body encased in Mako, hardened Mako. Wait, why would he hand him mind control? <laughs> Final so, Fantasy Seven. All right. <laughs> I mean. Jeff, I'll give you the point because I trust you to be more right than me, but like everywhere that I saw said that the first time you meet the real Sephiroth is the final boss. That's the only and first time. I mean, he's like moving around and functioning, but he's also a, an angel monster, so... Um, that his physical body is actually sealed in the northern crater. Which we don't go to until the end, right? Oh, is it in the northern crater? I don't think it's in the northern crater. I think it's... Um... Because I did, I did my best to fact check this stuff, Jeff. See, this is all I gotta do. Yeah, it says it's point, in the planet's core. I'm telling you, Pride and Final there's Fantasy a fucking scene where he hands him the black materia. Yeah, and that's a clone. That's not a clone. That's his physical body. <laughs> Cloud walks on the ceiling. It's a FMV. Ready? Uh, I'm going to share you this link. Uh, how do I share? But I'm watching share. a YouTube video. Start here. Copy. Here you go. Podcast yeah. talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look. He, the thumbnail is him literally handing it to him. Yeah, and that Sephiroth is a clone, right? No, that is Sephiroth's body. So when PS4. Cloud, when he stabs Cloud in Nibelheim and Cloud flings him down into the life stream, this is where he winds this is up. This in Nibelheim. No, this is... This is the this, planet's core. Yes. So but that... This isn't, that's this isn't okay, yeah, life. that... All right, yeah. Okay. I see what you're... Yeah, okay, I'll give it to you, Jeff. Okay. That is... That, that is yeah. the first time you interact with Sephiroth's physical body. All right. <laughs> Fair. Sticks the materia in... I th you know, I thought you were talking play. about when you first find the black materia in the pyramid or whatever, and Sephiroth oh, no, no, is no, no, hovering no. there. No. Okay. That is, a, that is a Genova. All right. So currently tied at one apiece. Moving yeah, on. It awakens the ult, um, uh, ultimate weapon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, question number three. Uh, <laughs> the gold saucer is a sight to behold in Final Fantasy VII, acting essentially as a giant casino slash amusement park. There are many attractions at the gold saucer, including the speed square, the battle square, the chocobo square, the ghost square, the materia square, the event square, the round square, um, and the actually, wonder square. There's no materia square. That's right. That's correct. <laughs> I made it up. Jeff, really what we're doing is putting your knowledge about Final yeah, Fantasy VII. Yeah, like how much test. do I know Final Fantasy yeah. VII? Apparently yeah. I didn't know Cloud started at level 6. Yeah, but you, did. but you knew about the potion, which, you know, X bonus points, I and guess. And that he leveled up in the first fight. Yeah, but you just didn't know what the level was. Yeah. All right, Jeff with two, Tikon with one now. Uh, number four. If there's one thing the Final Fantasy VII writers like, it's the word Highwind. It appears not only as the last name of the final party member, Sid, but also as the name of the party's airship, one of Sid's limits, limit abilities, the manual to learn that ability, and Sid's hometown. Um, actually, his hometown <laughs> is not called the Highwind. <laughs> what is it called, Jeff? Rocket Town? That's correct. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tikon. I thought there was going to be 
another person here to maybe throw a wrench in it. Not that Derek would know this shit either. Derek didn't get fired. Well, I was going to say that his hometown wasn't it. Just uh, as a guess. A random swing, but I wouldn't have been able to tell you what it was. I also didn't have a lot of time. That's okay. All right. So Jeff has three points. Uh, There's only five questions? There are seven questions. Oh, God. Well, because my idea was there's going to be three contestants, so if they all have two points, then the last one will be a tiebreaker. Uh, All right, number five. Uh, Norse mythology shows its influence on the game's naming conventions. Cloud has a sword named Hofund, and Midgar and Nibelheim are derived from Midgard and Niflheim, respectively. Um, Cloud does not have a sword called Hofund. God damn it. Um, actually, Cloud does not have a sword called Hofen. Oh, shit. <laughs> can, you, what is, can you tell me what the sword is really called? Uh, he has one called Fen... Does he have Fenrir? Does he have one called Fenrir? No. Uh... Are you sure? Yes. He might have another one called Fenrir. I don't know, but that's not the one I'm, that's not the one I'm referencing. Um... Do I still get my point, even though I don't know it? Uh, yeah, you identified that Hofund is wrong, so... Yeah, oh, wait, are you talking about one of the swords that you can get in the game? Yeah. yeah. Hofund? Uh... Ragnarok? Yeah, it's Ragnarok. Uh, Norse mythology, Jeff. Here's one called Apocalypse. Okay. Butterfly. No, someone has a... Oh! Fenrir is the name of the keyblade you get for beating Sephiroth in Kingdom Hearts. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, how's that for a steeple? <laughs> okay, well, Jeff has secured his win at this point, but we'll yep. still read the last two questions because it's fun. Uh, so number six, Final Fantasy VII Remake, on top of being a massive, massive graphical and systematic reimagining of the original game, makes a number of changes to some of the more specific mechanics. For example, Barret now starts the game with lightning and healing materia instead of ice, Tifa starts with a chakra materia instead of lightning, and Aerith starts with ice, prayer, and refocus instead of no materia at all. Actually, if you need me to repeat any of that, let me know. I don't think... I don't think Aerith has... I don't think there is a refocus material. That is incorrect. Um, so, actually, she doesn't start with ice. Also incorrect. Um, actually, Barrett starts with fire. Also incorrect. Uh, I'll give you each one more guess. Go over them again. <laughs> For Final Fantasy VII Remake, on top of being a remake of the original game, makes a number of changes. For example, Barret now starts the game with lightning and healing instead of ice, Tifa starts with the chakra materia instead of lightning, and Aerith starts with ice, prayer, and refocus instead of no materia at all. Um, actually, Aerith starts not with lightning, but with fire <laughs> i don't i really this is really specific um actually yeah that starts with oh damn it he was right what no i was gonna say this i was gonna say that this is the point of the game is to get really specific oh. um actually she doesn't start with lightning she starts with wind uh no 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 it i don't you guys are not even close uh i don't think you're gonna get it uh no. the so the thing i said that tifa starts with a chakra materia instead of lightning uh, in original Final Fantasy VII, she does not have any materia. Tifa doesn't? No. Oh, so... 
I uh, think I misunderstood the question because I thought you were. I was focusing on what happened. I was talking about in remake. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know. Say the question oh. again. I Damn said, it. for example, oh. Barrett now starts the game with lightning and healing materia instead of ice. Tifa starts uh, with a chakra materia instead of lightning. He was and Aerith for the starts of... with ice, yeah. prayer, and refocus instead of no materia at all. I told you, it gets really pedantic and dumb, and that's the whole point of the show. Jesus. And all it's right. awesome. All right, so no points there because, yeah. Uh, and moving on to the last question. Cloud's level 4 limit break Omni Slash is automatically given to you in the final boss battle, even if you had not learned it prior to that fight. However, it can be obtained normally by using the Omni Slash manual, which is obtained from the Gold Saucer's speed square for 51,200 BP after acquiring, acquiring the tiny Bronco, or 32,000 BP after acquiring the High Wind. Um, actually, it's in the battle square. That's correct. I threw in all of the numbers and shit to throw you off, but it I was did like, not "There's work. no way he's gonna expect me to know the exact numbers." Of, <laughs> I was of about to start throwing out random yeah, numbers. Yeah, you have to you have to do the battle square. I remember that. Yep. Well, with I a score that's... of five to one, Jeff is the winner of um actually. Hey, at least I got Game Sharks edition. That's true you on a technicality. That's impressive. I dig it. Don't yeah. say it was a technicality. It absolutely was. Jeff like guessed two things wrong, and then you swung in with the with the last <laughs> remaining option. Yeah, right. No, he guessed four. I said five, and then he just went four, uh, six. Well, yeah, but he he also did say I'm actually first. <laughs> but I did, yes. anyway, uh, congratulations, Jeff. That's gonna just about do it for this week of the Game Sharks podcast. Uh. Let us know what you thought about the Final Fantasy VII Remake Intermission, which is a title I will never get tired of saying the full length of. Um, for some reason, uh, you can send us any emails that you have at gamesharkspodcast.yahoo.com. Don't check out our social medias because they don't exist. They're dead. They uh, exist, but they're dead. No they one were, I mean, they bother updating them. They were dead before, too, but like we'd like to pretend that they existed. <laughs> See, so I was thinking about it earlier, and it's yeah, like... Yeah. I don't get enjoyment out of doing those things. Me neither. Out of doing what? Like upgrading or updating the Instagram or the Twitter and just like, oh, oh, that's not fun for me. And doing the podcast is fun and I want to have fun and that's why I'm doing it. So screw social media. That's right. Um, you God, I was I was I was actually just about to go into the spiel of like you can check out our social medias, but I but I, then I remember <laughs> shit talking them. Yeah, wait a minute. Uh no, but you more importantly can check out Jose's stream. Uh, he streams regularly on Twitch at under, Haywire underscore J. Uh, our art is done by Sam Lopes, and our music is done by Matt Ferrara. Uh, so, with all that out of the way, I believe we are Finn. But then after we fade to black, another scene comes in and we talk about some other random bullshit. I'm an interdimensional god. <laughs> <laughs> you have seven seconds to end this podcast.
Hello there. My name is Andrew. Oh, I'm Jeff. God. All right. Let's <laughs> let's run that back. Let's try that again. <laughs>